0: It's 534 with back to Nagle and Rock 102. It is uh, It is going to be today. Not too bad. Sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, however, rainy with a high of 69 giggity. But it's not really a giggity when it's, uh, when it's rainy like that. No. It's 43. And,
1: and they say the chance is like 90%. So yeah. it's going to happen.
0: 90%. Kiss 90% of my
1: ass. It's that 10% I'm most worried about. Right. What's going to happen then? Man, what a show today. And by that, I mean, what kind
0: of show are we going to do today? Well, we have Am uh, I, uh, I the A-Hole. We'll do that today. I like that. And then uh, maybe we'll do some unpopular opinions as well. I also got to tell you about my upcoming weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The, the big upcoming weekend.
1: Yeah. Very, very important. And I'll get to all the details of that gruesome mess coming up a little bit later on.
0: I can't wait to hear about the fecal matter.
1: <laughs> yes. Aren't we all excited about that? Just about 536 at Bax and on Rock
0: 102. It's 551 and Jimi Hendrix at Bax and on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 71. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rain showers throughout the day. High of 69. Giggity, it's 43 in downtown Springfield.
1: Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house.
0: Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, three thousand miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. All right. Well, uh, Angela Lansbury is dead. I, I thought she died years ago. No, that was a uh, one of those things that you think that she was so old that she died. Ninety-six. Yeah, Murder She Wrote, Star Angela. Actually, Lans- I believe it's called Murder She Won't. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, at I the like age of ninety six. Oh, I bet you we could do like uh, the ghost stories. Like she could be, she could be writing murder scripts uh, from the afterlife. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe she could she could hunt down the people that have died. You know, that would be freaky that on her first worse. day up. I don't know. Yeah, she died in her sleep early yesterday morning. She was less than a week away from her ninety seventh birthday. She was also the voice of Mister. P- uh, I'm sorry, Miss. Voice of Mrs. Potts in Disney's original Beauty and the Beast. Well, didn't she do, she was in uh, She was in uh, Broomsticks and yeah, 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 uh, Bedknobs uh, and, and
1: Broomsticks. That was the one I was thinking. Yeah,
0: Bedknobs and Broomsticks. She was in a lot of stuff. Oh, man. She was she was hot. She was so hot. Now. well, like when, well yeah, I don't when, know. I back mean, in the, back the 60s. No, but uh, now. I mean, what yeah. you may think is hot, I yeah. may not think is hot, but uh, one man's trash is another man's come-up, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, here's some really, really disturbing news. Days of Our Lives, you know, it moved from NBC to Peacock streaming during yes. the last month, and it dove straight into the gutter. Last Thursday's episode featured the first threesome in the history of daytime TV. Really? Yeah. If it matters to you, the characters involved were Ali Horton, Chanel Dupree, and the very lucky Alex Kiriakis. Those are all the grandchildren of all Ooh, of the people boy. that <laughs> watch. <laughs> I was gonna say, I guess I'm out of out of the loop on that one. Those Greeks, man, you know. Well, the Kiriakis family they know has how like to do it. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the Kiriakis family has like a you know soul. Uh, my my mother is spinning in her grave right now because this was her absolute favorite show and she would have not stand for this at all. I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I,
1: I'm not gonna show any remorse for this, but I skipped classes in college to watch this, just to watch Days of Our Lives.
0: Now that was, uh, You were in college. That was. Uh, was that when Adrian and. Uh, uh, they went to uh, Europe or something like that. I believe so. so it was like the love story between oh, yeah. Adrian and Justin. Justin, that's yes, what it was. That Adrian was a, and Justin. That was a good one. I uh, I was uh, I was home watching uh, Marlena get possessed by the devil, and then there was another one where Carly uh, was, was locked in a coffin for the entire oh, was, summer. That was a good one. It's, it's kind of weird how it only lasted that summer season, and then yeah. she was out by the time fall sweeps came in. Well, listen, they got another yeah. storyline to, to work on. You might want to check on grandma because chances are she is not okay about this. A lot of longtime viewers who somehow know how to navigate social media have been complaining about it. Here are some of their comments. You ready? Yes. Days of our lives is disgusting now. I've watched for over 40 years. I didn't know it could get any more disgusting. But now they have young people having threesomes. No wonder our country is spiraling out of control. Yes. yes. This is this, this is the bellwether moment. Of all the things that have happened in the last 20 years, This is the thing that drove us into the ground Today's episode was disgusting Days has gone too far With Ali, Chanel, and Alex This is obscene I am done Uh, Well, today's show with the threesome Was the last straw I've been trying to stay with the show Because I've watched it since I was a kid And now I'm 59 But I'm done Wow Yeah That must have been That must have been some scene Yeah, I really want to go watch it now. Uh, Yeah, now I want to go uh, bone up in some episodes. Was this the way they wanted this to happen? I don't... Let's get a bunch of old biddies complaining about this thing, and then uh, we'll increase subscribership on Peacock, and then uh, we can uh, watch the... the I'm sure
1: old Alice Horton is spinning in her grave on this
0: one, along with your mom. It's kind of like the two girls one cup video. You really don't want to see it. But but you you can't look away. You can't look away once you see it. I would have liked to have seen uh, a threesome between Drake Hogest. I don't know why we're spending so much time I don't know, on I don't know why either, because we're both Drake, passionate about it. Drake Hogestine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, And um, Abe, the guy who played Abe, right? <laughs> and Marlena. I was going to say Kayla. Yeah. I like Kayla on that show. What do they call that? The Devil's Triangle? Oh, yeah, you bet that's you know a good... They high five? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Deidre Hall never looked so good. Oh. Who likes rotisserie chicken? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a lot of napkins. Uh, you were talking about Bill Murray yesterday. Him, He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Well, we find out that he's, uh, he's paid a $100,000 settlement to a woman he engaged in inappropriate behavior with on a movie set earlier this year. Sources say he straddled her and kissed her face and body while they were both wearing masks. He meant it as a joke, but she didn't take it that way. Is that wrong? Was that not spo- I mean I've worked at a lot of places. What what, I, what is it with you know people who think they can just put their hands on people? Like there are some comedians
1: who will believe that because they're a comedian, yeah, everything's a joke.
0: I don't like like, like when we go out to places and we meet people, yeah. I, I'm very uncomfortable with like you know when I have to touch somebody for like a photo, like put my arm around them or something. Right. it's it's always weird. I don't Unless like, it's someone you like, you know, yeah, if you know them, that's one thing. That's different. But I'm talking about like random people. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, uh, who take a selfie with me? I'm like uh, I don't even know who you are. I believe there's laws about this. Marvel's Blade is being pushed back from November of 2023 to September of 2024. I know you were uh, hoping that would oh, come good, out early Because
1: I was, I was busy up until then.
0: That is uh, delaying the release of several other movies, including Deadpool 3 and Avengers Secret Wars. Oh, why? Because that's part of... Is the storyline connected to that somehow? I don't know. I, I don't understand how they do these these uh, superhero movies. Uh, let's see. BuzzFeed pulled its fans to determine which celebrities would like to see as president. Turns out we'd like to see Dolly Parton, Tom Hanks... And Morgan Freeman in the White House. Would you, would you want to see that? I would like to have
1: no celebrities in the White House.
0: And uh, Kim Kardashian has hired security to protect her kids during the tense Kanye days ahead. Really? Yeah. She sure, said something to say. Oh my God, the last time I had this much coverage was when Ray J. Turd burgled the mud lasagna and that sex tape he can purchase on porn for thirty nine ninety five. Folks, that sounds a whole lot worse than it really is. Uh, Caitlin? I never had that <laughs> done and do with your mother Chris Kim, but I once did some uphill gardening. I prodded God's blind spot. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I proton torpedoed the Stinky Star. <laughs> and uh, Kanye? So I've been thinking about it, and Mel Gibson is coming over to collaborate with me this weekend. <laughs> I think he is the best person to be my mentor during this time of turmoil. Good choice. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash and Rock 102. I ah!
1: Medicare Beneficial
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Def Leopard with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and 71 today, tomorrow not so nice. Rainy with a high of 69, giggity. It's 43 in downtown Springfield.
1: So there's a story yesterday that was on Mass Live. Yeah. About uh, Yelp. And Yelp has just released, apparently, yesterday. The, uh the best restaurants in New England according according to Yelp reviews the best restaurants uh in New England the, the number one restaurant is uh the Jade Bun in South Kingstown Rhode Island apparently that place is supposed to be terrific now if you if you believe Yelp reviews you think uh, okay well this must be a pretty exhaustive list the top 100 best places there are mm-hmm but then if you scroll down, they have a list of uh, all the Massachusetts restaurants separated out. Yeah. The highest uh, the highest one is in Chatham, uh, the Branches Grill and Cafe, place number eight. So there are seven other restaurants better than that place. But then as you look through the list and you try to pick out all the ones from Western Mass, mm-hmm. it's a pretty thin list. Well, you got
0: Lily's Restaurant in Amherst.
1: So that's a that's number, a that's a ch- that's a Chinese place, which I've never been to, but I would love to go because okay. apparently, uh, I've been on this uh, uh, fixation mm-hmm. lately. Like I'm like dying for uh, dumplings. Yeah, I'm. Di- we mentioned this yesterday. Yeah, I'm I telling got, you, Peacock. Yes, I got a I got a notion for some dumplings. So there's a, so there's that place is Lily's and Amherst. Yeah, and the next one down is the Two Rivers Burrito in Westfield, at number forty-two.
0: That's I've never been lo- there. It's delicious. You've It's really good. Yeah. Um. I just forty two. That just seems a little low. It's real low. It's like a really good burrito place. Well, I'm sure it's a, ter- a yeah.
1: terrific burrito place. But then, it's a uh, pita pockets in Amherst at number fifty four, mm-hmm. and then the first one in Springfield is number sixty six. Remember, it's a hundred. It's a hundred restaurant list. Yeah. The Joy Bowl by uh by Winnick. Okay. The Joy Bowl. Not that there's anything wrong with the Joy Bowl, but of the best All restaurants
0: right. in Springfield, got, that would not be the top of my list. You got to you gotta uh, remember where you're getting this from. Yelp is one of those pay-to-play th- situations. If you pay them, they will not post the negative reviews as a featured thing. Yeah. If you don't pay Yelp then they will take any negative – so if somebody had a a, a stick up their butt about, you know, your restaurant, they could just go on Yelp. If you didn't pay Yelp, they could go on Yelp and say, this place sucks and worst place ever and, you know, share that with all their friends. So it's extortion. It is extortion. (laughs) Yelp is a white trash soundboard (laughs) is what it is. You know, I don't know why we pay attention to to those things. Yeah, but
1: I find myself going to it all the time because I'm always looking for another place to eat. Yeah, like something something different. I mean, I, I I like the places that we go to.
0: Yeah. But none of those places are on the list, and some of
1: those are some well, pretty, you but know.
0: why do you need a list? Why do you need somebody else? How many reviews have you ever written for Yelp? One. And it was a complaint. Because right. I waited like 35 minutes for a salad. That's what I'm talking about. Most people that are going to go on there are either going to complain about it, or they're going to, they're a friend of the restaurant owner and going to write nice things. Right. Well, see,
1: I, that's why I always go for like the, the like the middle group. The middle. I never go for the top ones.
0: I never go for the fives. Mm-hmm. I never go for the ones, threes and fours. I yeah. want to see. Well, we talked. We took, We we had that guy during now. Hear this, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, talking about how to pick out a Chinese restaurant, and he was saying that you got to pick the one with three and a half stars because Americans complain about service all the time. But yeah. you're not going for the service. You're going for the food. And he had this whole formula of how you should pick a restaurant based on three and a half stars.
1: Yeah, like you don't don't worry about the place whether it's uh, uncleanly or
0: it's bad service. That's the place you're going to find the best food. Listen, uh, how many places have you been in that weren't really like on the up and up for the the health codes, but the wings were delicious? You know what I mean? Like you, you got a lot of times. It's like separ- it's like when. Uh, like Kanye West, you know, you got to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> he's a very talented musician. Yeah, he's not somebody you'd want to invite over to a dinner party. Like it's just one of those things. Like you got it, you got to separate the you know how this place looks versus how this place serves food.
1: The only other uh, Western Mass. Uh, restaurant that's on this list number eighty five, the Sunnyside Up breakfast and lunch. You said you've that you've been there a few times.
0: That place is awesome. Really and it, it's, Poli- it's a Polish family, so they have first of all, they're all speaking Polish, but I love that. When you walk in and they're like you can hear the sounds of authenticity mm-hmm. cooking your food. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And uh they have this stuff over there, uh which is a traditional Polish dish, Bigos it's a Polish stew it's like sauerkraut and tomatoes uh-huh. and uh, uh, kielbasa yeah. and, and pork Ooh, and, and pork and pork. Yeah, it's it's delicious. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, but then they you can mix that with eggs too. Yeah. Like they have everything there.
1: See, now I mean there are places that we go that that we love all the time, mm-hmm. and there are places that uh, that I haven't been in a while. But I you know I would think would be if you were going to put a, you know, compile a list of the best places in Western Mass. No offense to anybody on that list. They would not necessarily make the top 100 in the state of Massachusetts for me. Okay. In my opinion. You know, like, for example, I happen to really like the Munich House. Munich House is a damn fine place. You're looking for a good meal? Munich House do- it delivers all the time. I would put them on there. Theodore's, I would put on there. Nadim's, I would put for I would put on that list. I don't see any of them there. But
0: again, it's... It, I call it the white trash soundboard because most people that go into the places that you're talking about... Right. Don't, don't have... They don't have that drive in them to write negative reviews on Yelp. Nobody can't, like people, most people don't care. I know. But, but it it's be- people like you and me that go on there and go, hey, I wonder how people rated that place. Well, you already know ahead of time that it's the only people that are submitting to that are people who actually took the time right, to say yes or no, I had a good experience. And most of the time it's a complaint, like yeah. you just said. Yeah. Well,
1: again, the one and only time I complained was a, a restaurant in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. You know, we were at uh, in, in in Charlestown, and yeah. I was absolutely starving. I would have eaten the table if I knew I could get away with it. And I and yeah. I, I ordered a salad. I ordered a, a salad, and it was everybody else got their food. I waited another fifteen minutes to get my salad. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a, a salad is not a real complicated thing to put together. So that's that
0: pushed you over the edge. That you know that that to me that was a that was a. a unacceptable you were walking out and you said yeah I'm, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna write a yelp review about you
1: oh i stewed man yeah. i st- Oh, i was yeah. twisting around like you wouldn't believe you with know, me and my salad waiting around everybody else getting their food where's my salad
0: where's my salad how, 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 how long does it take to put a couple of greens on a plate that's what you, it gr- what are you growing the lettuce back there what are you heading heading to stop and shop to yeah. get yourself a, uh, a head of lettuce uh, I wrote one Yelp review for the Cape Cotter resort out in Cape Cod Yeah, uh, because people were telling me after my wife died to take my kids away for a week, like to get some relaxation. So for a couple of nights, I booked this place called the Cape Cotter resort at $400 a night during school vacation week at an indoor water park resort, which was a mistake because really? then you get all the kids on vacation. Yeah. It was open to the public as well. Ah, oh, boy. So it was a it was, yeah, it was a The mess- last
1: thing you want is the public out so in the, at a water park.
0: I uh, I complained to the front desk about there's too much chlorine in the water because, you know, they throw chlorine in there when they want to kill all the bacteria from having too many people in the pool, right? <laughs> so I, uh, that nobody, my complaints fell on deaf ears is, is what happened. Sure. And then I said, you know what? I'm uh I'm grieving right now. I think this is the best time to write a Yelp review. See, this is what I'm getting at, Bax. This is what I'm getting at. You don't know who's writing it. Yeah. You don't know what kind of. You know, maybe they're pissed off about something else in their life, and they're saying, "You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out on this place." Well, it turned out at the end, I just said, "Let's just say the biggest tragedy to come out of Hyannis was not the Kennedy family. <laughs> it was this place." I mean,
1: I would have I would have had you know the fort on that list. Yeah. I would have had. The White Hut on that list, I would have had, like, uh, you know, uh, your Red Rose. Red Rose isn't even on there. I mean, come on. Red Rose is like one of the most famous places but, in, the, in the entire
0: area. But Yelp doesn't really care about out here. No, I understand that. They don't, but, All they're worried about is how much money can we make from all these, uh, where the people are concentrated the most, and that's the eastern part of the state or Providence or something right. like that.
1: That's why I would like to see
0: a definitive list of the best places in this area. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't, listen, we'll make it part of a promotion. We'll take, did you see I suggested taking the boss's credit card yesterday? I did. To lunch, We should all go out because we have a meeting that we have to go to on Friday. And then after the meeting, I said, hey, let's take the boss's credit card and go out to lunch. Because I love doing that. Yeah, it's a great thing. Well, I, if they're not going to give me money, I'll take it from them. Who's, one lunch who's at going? Time. It's, it's me. It's you. It's who else? Uh, the, the, our boss, and then uh, the, the girl from promotions there. So we'd we, be four of us for out for lunch. Well, then let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, We're stealing the boss's credit
1: card. We'll pick a place. Yeah, right. We're going to be downtown. So uh, Nadim's the Fort, or uh,
0: Theodore's. Well, there's plenty of other places down there to go. But those are places I want to go. No, I want to go on Yelp and find out the worst place to go, and then we'll go there. So you know what? We'll, we'll find out what has the worst Yelp review in Springfield. There you go. And then we'll go there and redeem that restaurant.
1: It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 627 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
0: Uh, It is going to be sunny today with a high of 71. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 43 in downtown Springfield.
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Got a big plan for the weekend. Uh, This is the uh, the winterizing weekend, so I'll get into all the details of that a little bit later on.
0: Winterization.
1: That's it. Uh, We're closing things up in Vermont for the season. Look at you. I know. I know. Us, a friend, going to get it all done. Tell you all the details later. you're, You're involving a friend now? Yeah, yeah. the The woman who actually owns the land wants to, you know, likes to help and do this. She
0: actually helped do it, uh, help
1: us do it last year.
0: So this is your version of Days of Our Lives. The this is a non-sexual threesome of Thoroughly. somebody help, helping you out, absolutely uh, sucking the poo from your camper.
1: Can you think of anything more sexy?
0: That's so hot, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, like God.
1: Wow. no, it really, wow, right. it really does it for me too. Yeah, man. So that's coming up, and we have news next. It's six thirty-one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred and Two, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
0: Thanks, Bax. A portion of Route Nine in Hadley was closed after a 13 year old boy was hit by a vehicle Tuesday morning, according to the Northwestern DA's office spokesperson Lori Loisel. Around seven thirty a.m., a boy was struck crossing at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Juvenile Court. He was taken by ambulance to Baystate Medical Center in Springfield with serious injuries. Police are asking for the public's help with information about the driver of a white van that took off. The police believe the van may be a possibly 2004 2004 Ford Econoline model with damage to its right front quarter and or passenger side area. The uh, van was seen traveling eastbound on Route 9 from Amherst before the collision. The driver and the van are unknown at this time. Dangerous going to school. Yeah, you got to be careful. You know, and uh, people out of control. Just like in Chicopee. One person was arrested for a deadly possessed pedestrian accident on Springfield Street in Chicopee on Saturday. Chicopee police were called to Springfield Street Saturday night for a pedestrian hit by a vehicle. When they arrived, they found the victim had died from the accident. He has been identified as 34-year-old Nicholas Weichel of Chicopee. According to Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, an investigation revealed... Weichel was walking to his car while he, when he was hit by another vehicle driving in the wrong lane of traffic at speeds beyond 70 miles an hour.
1: You know, we mentioned this yesterday. I mean, there are, there are people that drive on that stretch of road, you know, in an unsafe way all the time. And it's a narrow street. You've got people parked on either side of the street over there. It's, you know, and, and the idea that anybody in their right minds would be driving at 70 miles an hour or faster on that street, yeah. with all the activity that's gone on over there,
0: it's, it's, how do you even, Espe- I don't know how to wrap
1: my head around why you would even do
0: that. Especially in that area where you have multiple businesses. You yes. Have, you have a package store, you got a, uh, the bar, you got, there's a pizza place over there. there. There's all kinds of things that are open very late and people are, are walking in that area. The yeah. bar is open till 2 a.m. So you got people coming in there all hours of the day, yeah. 70 miles an hour. That's a little fast, don't you think?
1: I would think even you know people driving 45, 50 yeah. miles an hour over there is too fast.
0: Oh, The speed limit is 30 miles per hour exactly. in the area. The driver of the vehicle involved was arrested and identified as 22-year-old Nasir Grandison of Springfield. Grandison was arraigned excuse me, yesterday morning in Chickabee District Court where his bail was set at $10,000. His next scheduled court date is on January 1st. He's been charged with motor vehicle homicide, leaving the scene of a personal injury uh, or death, uh, speeding at a rate higher than was reasonably proper and a marked lanes violation. Listen, I I know bails
1: are, you know, set to ensure that you'll show up to court. I get that. I understand that that's the way we do things in Massachusetts. But if you've been driving 70 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone and you kill a guy because of your actions doesn't ten thousand dollars bail seem a little low
0: yeah but you know we've always talked about the bail thing and the bail is to make sure that yeah. you're not gonna leave and you're you're not gonna go anywhere I understand that but the minimums of bail
1: when it comes to someone who has been killed in a yeah. vehicular homicide, should be higher than $10,000.
0: I understand where you're coming from, but you got to remember these are the laws put in place. I mean, legislation needs to be changed in order for some but this is what we've been talking about. With uh, you know Mayor Dom Dom with the you know letting these people back out on the street, yeah. it's not the fault of the judges. The judges are following the, the law legislation, and the I, legislation and the parameters, which set makes me
1: think that this is you know it's it's not just the Springfield area or, or Chicopee or Western Mass. It's the state. It's the entire state. Yeah, the, we're all complaining about bails and where they're set and yeah. you know and everything else. To me. We need to reassess these this legislation about we do. about bail in Massachusetts. But
0: we never do. We always complain about. Well, how come this bail is set so low for this person? It's yeah. because that's the way the parameters were set to begin with.
1: Either way, it's a it's a tragic situation. We feel t- terrible for uh, the victim and his family.
0: Awful. Uh, Springfield police are investigating reports of shots fired in the city's Indian Orchard n- neighborhood this morning. A Springfield police captain Richard LaBelle said that police were called to Main Street in Indian Orchard early Wednesday morning at this time. There is no information on whether uh, anyone had been hurt, but I did get some pictures from Billy. Who's Billy. Billy just—he's uh, just looking for me to say happy birthday to him because uh, you know and it was yesterday was his birthday. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, no. We, we don't—we don't do that we we don't here, Billy. Do birthday shout-outs, uh, especially to old people.
1: How old is he? Sixty. <laughs>
0: Jesus, dude. Really?
1: You're, Actually, you're yeah, still going I, out of your way to to have you you know your birthday mentioned on a radio
0: at sixty? Well, you know. Well, his name is Billy. He's still like treating like he's uh, you know. It's like people who have, like, nicknames. Like, we've talked about this with Pat Oates. Right. The people who have nicknames like Buddy or Billy or Timmy or Tommy or or Chief or, you know, stuff like that. Right. Eh, come on, man. You're 60 years old. It's time to grow out of that whole moniker, don't you think?
1: Steve, I've, I've gone through my whole uh, professional career with a moniker, uh, a nickname. Yeah. Shortened version of my yeah, last name. Yeah, it's just name, a
0: shortened version of yeah, your last name. It's right. Not, when you when people say Baxi, that makes me uncomfortable. Does it really? Yeah, I don't like to say that. Then you're not required to. Bax really. is more of a adult formal way of saying your name. <laughs> yes, that's right. Not Baxi. You're right.
1: It's a far more sophisticated nickname than you know somebody else's. I
0: used to work with a guy. who Used to call me Stevie all the time. I hated it. Stevie, Stevie, and he'd do it in that like uh, you know he had that like uh, Boston accent kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know. That's, that's like one of those South Boston things. I get uncomfortable when
1: someone asserts a nickname <laughs> that the person who assumes the nickname doesn't really want. Like, for example, if I'm making up a... Uh, like, if I called you Stevie... Yeah. But I knew you didn't want to be called Stevie, that would make me uncomfortable.
0: Well,
1: if I, I saw somebody else call you Stevie and I knew that bothered you... I would feel uncomfortable for you.
0: I don't. It does like I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like whatever people call me, all kinds of things. Oh, I've heard them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it really doesn't bother me uh, for the most part. But it, I don't personally put myself out there to go. I want to be called Stevie, or I want to be called this yeah. or that.
1: This is just my my keen sense uh, yeah. sense of empathy. Under yeah, you know, feeling your feels.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah it's, That's it's the least how I, you
1: could do. That's how I roll, Steve. Can't be helped.
0: <laughs> the U.S. third's largest railroad union rejected a deal with employers now renewing the possibility of a strike that could cripple the economy. At this time, both sides have more than a month to reach a new agreement, but the longer it takes, the more likely a strike can happen, which would worsen the existing supply and demand issues. The unions were offered a five-year contract with a 24% raise and $5,000 in bonuses, over half the track maintenance workers were represented by the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Divisions opposed this offer. The Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees division. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a good union. Mainly due to the lack of uh, paid time off after nearly one-third of their jobs were eliminated in the past six years, four other railroad unions did approve the agreement, including CSX which they point out has tracks here in western Massachusetts. Really? You know what? Uh, They have tracks all over the eastern half of the United States. And those tracks sometimes head
1: towards the central and western part of the United States.
0: The National Carriers Conference Committee, which represents the country's freight railroads and national collective bargaining negotiations, said it was disappointed with the decision. The Brotherhood, the BMW... Said uh, it agreed to delay any strike until five days after Congress reconvenes in mid-November to allow time for additional negotiations.
1: Now that's the BMW. That's not to yeah. be confused with BMW. Right. Right. Okay. So we'll make sure.
0: So uh, basically, because uh, I have a, I have my brother. He's a, he's a rail worker. He's a, he's a train engineer. Sure. Right. And I was talking to him about this, and he said, the problem is we negotiated all this, like you know, this extra. Extra money, but they've raised the price of the health insurance so high that it really doesn't give you much of a raise. Mm-hmm. You're talking maybe one to three percent, which would have been in the normal contract anyway. Like the one to three percent would be, you know, contingent upon whatever the original contract was right. that was going <clears> to <throat> be in there. So then now they're jacking up the uh, price of the health care. And everyone was complaining about the uh, cost of living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's not a good business to be in, like to be a worker in. If you're uh, if you're the fat guy sitting at the desk down in Jacksonville, Florida, burning hundred burning the cigars with your hundred flaming hundred dollar bills, then that will work out for you. You know,
1: I think this probably happens more in union negotiations than than you might think, mm-hmm. because you know, your rank and file of a union may want higher wages and say, oh, we, we don't have to worry about uh, health care. It's being provided. But then, you know, down the road at some point, the, you know, the rates of all of it change and then it seems somewhat
0: short-sighted. Yeah. But the, the companies put out these stories. Yes. These are the ones like, eh, the unions were offered a five-year contract with a 24% raise and $5,000 in bonuses. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds like a, an offer you couldn't refuse. But when oh. health care goes up right. 35%, that's the problem. what are you supposed to yeah, do? See, that that's the thing. That's the part they didn't tell you about. Uh, an East Longmeadow oh man with three other men from Connecticut have been sentenced for their role in a conspiracy to traffic illegally obtained tobacco and avoiding paying taxes. Tobacco, little bastards. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a hot commodity. Oh, I know. According to the. What did uh, you expect? Yellow fingernails? Low birth weight? Emphyse- Not this. Emphysema? Not this. <laughs> According to the office of a U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, uh, I believe that's Henry Rollins. Is, uh,
1: I don't believe any relation at all. You sure about that? Yes.
0: 60-year-old Ravender Aurora of East Longmeadow uh, pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit contraband smokeless tobacco trafficking and three counts of contraband smokeless tobacco trafficking, aiding and abetting. He was sentenced Friday in Springfield District Court to one year of probation with restitution to be determined at a later hearing. And then they list all the other people. It, what happened was in 2008, the four men owned or helped operate a wholesale warehouse in Springfield in Connecticut that sold tobacco products to convenience stores, gas stations, and other businesses. Over four years from 2008 to 2012, the men worked with Syed, Baraki, and uh, others to avoid paying a large amount of excise tax on the tobacco sold from the warehouse. Maybe I'm just being ignorant,
1: mm-hmm. um, but who's still doing smokeless
0: tobacco these days? There's a lot of people doing it. Really? That. I mean, I must be out of the loop. Well, I mean, when I was down in, uh, like, down in the Carolinas there, yeah, that's like the big thing because they're selling it to all the people that live in states that have higher taxes on it. There, There's like sleeves of those things, like the skulls and the The, the, the bandits, red man's, yeah. Know? Yeah, red right. man and uh,
1: Copenhagen. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah.
0: But it's just like, uh, it just seems to be
1: like a, like a, like a thing that's kind of passe. Like we've got like you don't see it as much anymore. Where the guys like you know you know dipping into his uh, his skull
0: bandits. I think uh, I think it is. Uh, it happens a lot more than you think. It obviously it is. Yeah, obviously it's still a pretty prominent. What about snuff? Do anyone does snuff anymore? I know a guy who does that. Really? I couldn't believe that he was doing it when he told me he was doing it. He's like I'm like I, th- I was like. Oh, like, chew. like first I thought it was, like, saying chew or something. And he's I, like, no, no, no. It's like you put this on your – you put it on the little, like, yeah ball of your finger or your thumb, and then you put it up to your nose and sniff it like you're doing meth. I think I tried it in high school once,
1: and I felt like my face was about to fall off I was and I, say, I'm on I, fire. I, and I, I, I just said, I'll never do this again.
0: I remember trying it when I was a kid and, and thinking, like – Oh my god! This stuff is like making my throat. Because you had, you know, you, everybody, anybody who tries that eventually swallows it by accident. Of course they do. And it was like I had like the worst heartburn. I felt like I was gonna throw up. It was, uh, it was gross. Yeah, disgusting. Oh, well, this guy's, uh, this guy's still doing it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: it is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a highest seventy-one tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 69 giggity. It's forty-three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah yeah. For- Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and The Who with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 71 today. Rainy with a high of 69. Giggity tomorrow. It's 43 in downtown Springfield.
1: Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call. Football weekly winner score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hampton. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check the stats, go with your gut and play Rock One Two's Pro Picks Pool from Noreaster Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock One O Two, Springfield's Classic Rock. I was just looking at the uh, at the standings right now.
0: hmm
1: And uh right now Pat Kelly and I are almost neck and neck.
0: What am I zero? What am I the last one? Uh I'm not for, even on the list. You're am not I?
1: even you're not really even on the uh, on the list. But uh he's got uh, forty seven uh correct picks. I got forty six. We're like neck and neck. Oh, look, look, yeah. look at that. Yeah. How about that? For a little guy, he's got a lot of you
0: know.
1: <clears throat> he's got something.
0: He's got spunk.
1: Yeah. I don't like spunk. There's uh there's three guys who uh who have got fifty four correct picks so far. So I uh, know. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. We're not that far away from him. So we'll see. We will see. Because yes. frankly,
0: I would like to get that five hundred dollar cash card. Yes, we will. Um I'm just reading this article about Barney and Friends. Remember that? Uh, remember that great show? Did your kids watch that one, Barney? They, uh, were they, they too old for
1: that? They were a little too old. You know what? I think by the time my kids were around, uh, Barney had kind of faded out.
0: Yeah, it was that was more of a like a mid nineties thing or a nineties thing? Yes. Uh, for the I remember my niece who's now thirty watching that uh, that show constantly. My says. My sister taught me the good way to parenting. She was like that Netflix before Netflix came along. Yeah, you just pop in that Barney video with like twenty episodes on it and walk away.
1: That's it. Kids now, just be
0: mesmerized.
1: Kids today, it's the uh, it's the uh, the baby shark. That's,
0: oh yeah, that's, that's what they're into now. That's the baby. Well, maybe they'll have an article like this. Uh, you know, in thirty years from now, there is a there's a there's a docu series on on Peacock uh, called "I Love You, You Hate Me." The docu-series explores how throughout the 90s and early 2000s, Barney turned into a cultural punching bag, the subject of disdain from adults and derision from kids uh, desperate to disavow their childhood childish pastimes. He was the Jar Jar Binks of kids' TV. So true. Uh, School-aged kids added violent lyrics to the Barney and Friends theme song. NBA great Charles Barkley beat up Barney in a Saturday Night Live sketch. Urban legends about the character's dark secrets sprung up. The internet gave rise to new genres of anti-Barney humor that freely mixed winking irony with seemingly real rage.
1: I saw a story on this on uh, some new some news story about this, and they talked to the guy that was the voice of Barney. Yeah, and this guy would like receive death threats. Yeah, and uh, you know people would say, "I'm going to come and get your family," and and, and like like legitimate threats. Wow. It's like, you know, at, at what point do you say? Listen, I'm the voice of a purple dinosaur that most people can't stand. There must be other job opportunities waiting for me anywhere, and yet, guy uh, made serious bank. He did make serious. He made bank. Go- he made good money being the voice of that uh, that of that dinosaur.
0: He also didn't like the threats, though.
1: No, but uh, <laughs> you know, if the money's good enough, you
0: very easy to turn your back on the threats. Um. Yeah, I I remember Barney was. good. Pretty much the punching bag, as the uh, the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, pop culture icon. You know, there's, yeah. there's going to be some people that love you, and there's going to be a lot of people that hate you too. And yet, those kids on that TV show all seem to love the guy. Well, they were paid to do that.
1: Oh, we, well, but you know, they they faked it pretty good. Did they?
0: Oh, yeah, I I right. don't know. They seemed like they were into it. <laughs> well, they seem <laughs> they seem thrilled to be hanging out with a guy in a suit. I did. You, you, like we live in this era now, where all of the things that were were sacred, or or you know, um, how do I put that? Uh, that that we embraced when we were yeah. children, that were like, oh, this is sunny and happy, are now being dissected by docu series on Hulu's and Netflix. <laughs> I'm
1: way listen. Last week, you did a story about Velma being gay, right? Like. It was like- yeah, I got through my childhood not really worrying about her sexuality because she's a cartoon character.
0: But but even like the, the Jeanette McCurdy who was on that iCarly show, yeah. she wrote. She just wrote this whole thing and uh, I'm actually reading it right now. It's, it's called I'm Glad My Mom is Dead. It talks about her struggles, like how these kids were basically enforced slave labor by their parents and TV producers and then... Kind of turn them into adults at the age of 12 or 13 years old. There's some yeah. booze. There's, you know, and, and Hollywood's getting away with it. So that story
1: about Barney that I was talking about, mm-hmm. they mentioned the fact that uh, Selena Gomez and Demi
0: Lovato were yeah. on that show. Nothing bad ever happened to those two. Never.
1: Never. Everything
0: seemed to work out okay. Barney is everybody's imaginary neighborhood friend. Yeah, that's right. There you go.
1: All you need now is a white panel van, and it's like reality. Yeah,
0: you don't want to go near that one.
1: It's uh, six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
0: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey,
1: good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, there are people in this country of have a real problem letting just anybody into this great country of ours. Why should we let anybody just enter this country to enjoy all that the USA has to offer without the proper documentation? Believe me, people around the world can't wait to come here and enjoy things like our overpriced cable system, our fluctuating markets, and of course, all of our inconvenient supply chain issues. Are you kidding me? Everybody wants to get their mitts on that stuff, because we are, after all, America. And despite all the despicable things that happen here, we're still the cat's ass. But if you try to come into this country with a messed up visa, then you can just forget about infiltrating our beloved culture of warm-hearted inclusion. For example, get a load of this. According to reports, New York Giants punter Jamie Gillen has been held up in London and was unable to leave the country this weekend with the rest of his team after beating the Green Bay Packers 27-22 on Sunday. Apparently uh, Jamie Gillen, who is also known as the Scottish Hammer, was denied re-entry into the United States because he currently holds the wrong visa. Gillen, who is a Scottish citizen, came to the US as a teenager with his father using a visa issued by NATO. Well, now that he's 25 and has been playing in the NFL for four years, it was discovered that he never converted his paperwork to a work visa. And as a result, he has been unable to return with the team as they get set for this Sunday's game with the Baltimore Ravens. Now you might say, well, that's stupid. Why not just give him the visa he needs and be done with it? Listen, I've seen enough episodes of 90 Day Fiance to know how this stuff works. You can't just give work visas to every Angus and Seamus who's looking to come into this country. Otherwise, you're going to have them taking all those high-priced punting jobs away from actual tax-paying Americans. There's a process in this place, and if you're not willing to go through that process our way, then you can just stay where you're at and punt for somebody else in your own country. Because that's just not how we do things in the great U.S. of A. And thank God for that. But hey, N of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ever notice the tree crews? You know, the, the dudes are like 30 feet up in the air with a chainsaw. Well, they don't lose like those Tonka toy chainsaws that they might find in a big box store. Oh, hell no. They got steel chainsaws. The orange and white chainsaws preferred by professionals. Get a steel chainsaw today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7:11 in and Hart with Bax and on Rock 102.
0: going to be sunny today in a high of 72. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 42 in downtown Springfield. Uh, it is time for M.I. the A-Hole. we
1: we got, we got to come up with some sort of uh, introduction yeah, for you know, this Yeah, we thing. keep saying that. But, yeah, we've been uh, saying it for almost three years.
0: We'll just kick the can down the road another week. Yeah. <laughs> It may may be more than another week. We've kicked cans much further than that. Uh, One dented can after another. Uh, This one is, am I the a-hole for calling the police on my fiance? Ooh. Ooh, man. Explain. Last night, uh, my, uh, what was it? My 30, oh, uh, okay. He's a 35-year-old male. She's 38. Okay? Okay. Last night, my fiancé left in the evening to give a friend's son a ride back to his home. She implied that she'd be home before 9. She left around 7.45. 10.15 rolled around, and she still wasn't home. I texted, and she apologized to me, saying that her friend's son was actually in the next town over, maybe 30 minutes away, and she was coming home now. 11.45 rolled around, and she still hadn't come home. So I called her to no answer, texted her to no response. I was getting very upset. 12.30 rolls around, and still no response and no answer to my phone calls. I was extremely angry. Uh-huh. 1.30 rolled around, and my anger had completely transformed into worry, not answering my calls, and text not read. At around 1.45, I called the police. I always have heard that the first 24 hours of somebody being missing is the most important, so I didn't want to delay. I asked them to let me know if there had been any traffic accidents involving her car, and the operator told me that they would be putting in the word out and send some cops to check along the route she would travel. I called all the hospitals in the area to check to see if she's been checked in, and I waited outside watching the road for her car for three hours, partially because I didn't want the kids to hear me on the phone with hospitals, and secondly because I was sick with worry. Mm -hmm. At 7 a.m. she came home. She apologized for being out and said she had no excuse. She was driving home and felt tired and felt like she was falling asleep at the wheel, so she pulled over to the side of the road to sleep. When she did that, she found that her brand-new phone had stopped working. She says she napped anyway because it was the responsible thing to do and then came home at 7 a.m. to bring the kids to school and get to work on time. I immediately called the police and told them that she had come home safely and gave them the case number and told them to stop searching, which they did. My fiancé brought the kids to school and left for work. I set out to start uh, cleaning Cleaning distresses from me sometimes. Cleaning distresses me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I got a call from a policeman asking where she worked. I told him and asked why. And I was informed that it was their policy to check on persons uh, well being after a missing person is found. I asked him not to go to her work, but I'll give her uh, but to give her a call instead. He said he couldn't promise that. My fiancé is relatively new to her job. An officer showed up and asked to speak with her. She's now enraged at me for calling the police and sending a police officer to her work and making her look bad. She is saying I overreacted and she wasn't missing and I was punishing her for doing the responsible thing and not driving while drowsy. She's saying that she's never going to leave the house again except for work because she's afraid I'm going to call the cops on her again. So, did I overreact? Am I the a-hole? I'm going to say the a-hole in this story is the woman. I would say that,
1: too. Because Because if you were too tired to drive, a text or a phone call probably would have resolved a lot of this.
0: Yeah, and if you live in the same home... She's lying about something. She's, uh, she was out somewhere with somebody else.
1: I think that's exactly what was going on. She was probably bumping uglies with somebody uh, not related to this guy.
0: This uh, this this one comment here. Uh, no, her whole story is a big fat lie. She told you she would be home by nine, but somehow she she somehow was wrong about where the kid lived. Did she not know the town beforehand? Did she just start driving 30 minutes and the kid goes, Oh, wait, I actually live in the other town next over. <laughs> That's That part of the story doesn't even make any sense. So she ended up changing the time. Then she got tired and pulled over and napped on the side of the road. You do realize that if police were looking for her on the roads where she claimed she would be and she was napping in her car on said road, yeah. they would have found
1: her. Now, the only way I would think that this guy would be the a-hole is if he was uh, you know, just known to be like overly possessive. Mm-hmm. and you know always overreacting yeah if this is like his one and only time he's overreacted to a situation like this where she didn't show up or you know wasn't answering her phone or not answering text then i would think okay well maybe this is something different but the way this thing is is worded it makes me think there's something going on with this woman that this guy doesn't quite know about yet yeah but it's only really a matter of time before that uh, for th- before the answers start popping up
0: well look uh, problem solved she said she's not going out anymore <laughs> that's a that's a temporary threat that's a passive-aggressive way of saying i'm not you know yeah, yeah okay fine i'll never leave the house again uh so there you go that's that lady interesting think, she's uh i think she's maybe who she's sleeping in the car with that's what you want to know you know could be uh and why was she so tired to begin with what was exhausting her? Yeah, why would you offer to take somebody home if you were so tired? Wouldn't you say to the fiance, "Hey, look, uh, I'm tired. Can you just take this kid home?" Yeah, sure, no problem. That would have solved. it. Yeah, that's
1: I of... uh, think something's something's going on
0: there. Uh, you're ready for another one? Sure. Am I the a-hole yes. for using? Well, yeah, for using a spray bottle to train my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew is a rainbow baby. My sister had a lot of trouble conceiving, and he was kind of a miracle. She was 42 when she finally managed to give birth. She was on bed rest for the last three months of her pregnancy. Yada yada. yada. My nephew is now six, and while I love him, he is a monster. He throws tantrums when things don't go his way. He screams if he loses playing a game. He refuses to understand why he can't ride my seven-year-old St. Bernard and he thinks my he thinks any food is his my husband is diabetic and he loves cookies i found a bakery that makes amazing sugar-free cookies but they're expensive i budget for them because my husband deserves his treats when he gets home from work my sister was visiting and my nephew was running around like a squirrel he tripped and started crying so my sister picked him up he saw the cookie container on the counter and started asking for some i said no they were special cookies for his uncle I offered him a regular cookie or some fruit, but he got all upset and he, that he was being denied. Uh-huh. My sister asked him if I could, ple- if he could please have a cookie. I relented and gave him one. He took a bite, said it was yucky, threw it on the ground, and I got very upset. <laughs> a little while later, he came back in and asked for another cookie, and I said <sighs> no. And my sister said, just give him one. I told her no. He wasted the last one. Or the last one. He started screaming that he wanted a cookie. I stood my ground. He eventually went away. The next time he came, he didn't ask. He just went for the container. I grabbed the spray bottle I used to keep the cat off the counter. I gave him a couple of squirts and said, no. (laughs) He got startled and ran away. My sister said her son isn't an animal to be reprimanded with water. The next time he came into the kitchen, I put my hand on the spray bottle, and he didn't even look at the counter. He just walked away. My sister called my parents to tell on me for treating her child like that. They're mad at me for not giving in to the poor little baby.
1: Uh, I believe the a hole in this situation is this woman's sister. Yeah, because I don't think
0: this kid's ever heard no a day in his life. Well, that's what it is. But but look at the great training method she just came up with. All she needed to do was spray him once. Yeah, and now he just sees the bottle. She puts her hand on it, and he walks away. Okay, but
1: but but see the the uh, the responsibility for for disciplining their kid and telling him uh, what they can and cannot do mm-hmm. falls on the parent not on the aunt of the child so if you're going to point at who is the a-hole here Mm -hmm. it's the one that's raising the kid who thinks he can do whatever he wants because he's in control the only way to stop that of course is to assert yourself as a parent and say no like during times when it's okay to say no you can say no to your kids you make it sound so easy of course it's not easy but that's you know parenting is not easy they don't tell you that in the uh, in the in the books.
0: I have. Uh, I, I wouldn't be good like uh, being a, a torture victim. You know, if somebody's <laughs> trying to get information out of me. I'd give it up right away. Sure. The same with my kids. My kids are uh, torturing me. Eh, all right, go ahead. Just do whatever you want. See, but that, but that's not good for the kids
1: as they get older because all of a sudden they'll feel entitled to everything. Oh, come
0: on. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, you want a martini? Yeah, go ahead. Make it yourself. I'm not making it for you. But, Dad, I'm nine. Well, that's okay. So you got to learn how to mix, mix drinks somehow. I'd make two. Make one for your dad. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say the sister is probably uh, the jerk here.
1: I mean, the, the kid sounds like a jerk, too, but I don't want to point fingers at the kid because yeah, it's usually kid- not the kid's fault that he's...
0: Uh, but the kid and does, annoying little bastard. The kid doesn't realize he's a jerk.
1: No, because he's that's just getting, normal
0: behavior that he does every day. And exactly. she probably says, Oh well, yeah, 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 Take the damn cookie.
1: Just take it. So he's probably indulged all day long at, at home. Yeah. Which is, you know, you, you have to kind of point the fingers at the at the parents.
0: But he's also wasting the cookie. He didn't even like it to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. She was nice enough to give him one cookie which is and one is enough for anyone i don't know if you ever noticed this in uh whether it's your
1: kids Mm. or uh other kids but at certain stages in their lives it's like a control and dominance type of thing like like there's certain stages in a kid's life where they're trying to figure out you know what's my place here am am i in control or am i not in control and it's like you know everything from like uh like like, toilet training is kind of like that. If your kid doesn't want to use the, the, the potty the first time or for a few months, it's because they are in a power struggle with yeah. the parents. You know, I'll show them. I'll keep, you know, messing myself rather than using the potty, even if even if there's a reward at the end of it. Yeah. You it, know, it's like uh, your kids don't respond that way. And it's just the, their way. It, it's a stage of development. But if you're not going to set parameters around these stages of development, this is what winds up happening with your
0: kids. My kids figured that potty training uh, uh, thing out pretty quickly as far as the reward system goes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay, well, if you, uh, if you go to the potty, even if you just, you know, uh, you know like you're going to go, you, you, can get a, you can get a treat out of the basket. Right. Well, they, my daughter learned very quickly, like, hey, if I just go in there, and just sit down. <laughs> I attempted. Time for the treat. That's it. Yeah, you can't win in that situation.
1: No, you can't. No. It's a, that reward thing doesn't uh, doesn't really work.
0: I mean, it was a successful, uh, you know, potty training uh, method, but it also teaches manipulation. Well, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what I am uh, getting and at. How you that's can a, do it? That's yeah. a
1: that's a basic power
0: struggle. Yeah, but isn't it, manipulation is the way people get things in this world, isn't it? Typically, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great lesson to to learn later in life,
1: but not when you are like four or five years old. You shouldn't be manipulating everybody. Says all you. the time. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. I know.
1: I guess that makes me the a hole.
0: Yeah. Hey, can you go get me a coffee upstairs?
1: Uh, sure, Steve. Mm. It's uh, 723 with Bax and Nagel and Rock one
0: Attention landscapers and contractors. Winesick Nursery in Hadley has
1: a yard full of trees, plants, shrubs, and perennials for the fall planting season. Bring us your plot plan or call us for inventory. We've been growing strong and our landscape plants are beautiful, healthy, and ready to go in the ground. We also have wholesale mulch, bark, and soil ready to load or deliver. Winesick Nursery on Route 9 in Hadley and at winesicknursery.com. We are the growers. Come to the source. Hey, have you heard about ballot question two?
0: Yeah. Question two would require dental insurance companies to spend at least 83% of our premiums on dental care instead of on administrative costs like salaries and bonuses to insurance executives.
1: Wait, aren't dental insurance companies already required to spend a minimum
0: amount of my premiums on dental care? No. And without Question 2, dental insurance companies can actually raise premiums even if they spend less on patient dental care.
1: What a racket. I heard that if Question 2 passes, dental insurance companies would have to give us money back if they spend less than 83% of our premiums on dental care.
0: Right. That's why I'm voting yes on Question 2. It means better dental benefits. Learn more at YesOn2ForDental.com. Paid for by Massachusetts dental care providers for better dental benefits. Top contributors: Massachusetts Dental Society and American Dental Association.
1: It's just about seven twenty-six with and Nagle on Rock One Hundred Two.
0: It's uh gonna be sunny today with a high of seventy-two. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of sixty-nine. Gaty, it's forty-two in downtown Springfield.
1: Uh Tomorrow, Scott Zolak will be joining us. We'll be talking about uh, Patriot football. Talking about the uh, the Bailey Zappy era of New England Patriot football, so that's uh, coming up tomorrow, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. It's Zappy Hour.
0: Yeah, that one yeah, the other day. That's yeah, I, know. I like yeah. that one. It's the one they came up with. I don't know who did that. Was it the was it the sportscaster? I think it was the sportscaster who did it, who said that.
1: Uh, see, now I thought it was you. I thought that it was like uh, it was your creation.
0: No, I told you. I rip and read sports analysis uh, from a page to make it sound like I'm much more intelligent about sports than I am. See, I haven't, I haven't noticed you,
1: uh, you know, fabricating that. I thought that was like totally off the top of your what? head. Like yesterday when we talked to to
0: Cohen. Yeah, again, that was uh, me uh, ripping and reading off somebody else's sports analysis. Well, boy, do
1: I feel deceived!
0: Hey, let me let me tell you something. All of those sportscasters are just repeating what other people have said to them. <laughs> I know Scott. Like- Scott like I said, Scott Zolak's a nice guy. Yeah, but come on uh, how much how much what what do you really need to know other than okay he knows the rules of the game sure because he was a player yeah so he knows all the ins and outs of the game all he needs to do is just go on say a bunch of things, that uh, he's learned throughout his life, and boom, you're a, you're a successful broadcaster. Wouldn't
1: it, wouldn't it be crazy if you found out that all sports analysis came from one guy? It probably does. Like, like one sports genius in the world sitting in like this this ivory tower just spouting out, you know, an analysis all over the place and and his opinion. And everybody like at ESPN's has like a hotline on their desk. Hey, what's going on with the Patriots? Oh,
0: okay, thanks. Yeah. And then that's what they uh, and then and they'll spew that out for a while. Well, have you ever heard our pre the, the, not our pregame show but the pregame show for the I Patriots? Have. It's like all right, uh, coming up, uh, coming up, Jim. Uh, who do you think is going to win the the game today? Well, I think the Patriots are going to win, Bob. Okay, we'll be back on the Patriots Rock Radio Network. Yeah. And then they come back and like uh, after the game, yeah. they they're like half in the bag because they've been drinking the entire time. <laughs> I can't believe the Pats lost. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Why do you think they yeah. lost? Well, let me get the hotline and see if that one guy knows why. Yeah. By the way, here's a... Well, no, I won't say that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: 728. We have news next to Rock 102. 731 thirty-one. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they got convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personal life financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
0: Thanks, bags. A portion of Route 9 in Hadley was closed after a 13-year-old boy was hit by a vehicle Tuesday morning. According to the Northwestern DA's office, spokesperson Lori Lazell, around 7.30 a.m., a boy was struck crossing at a crosswalk near the Hampshire Hampshire Juvenile Court. He was taken by ambulance to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield with serious injuries. Police are asking for the public's help with information about the driver of a white van that took off. The police believe the van may possibly be a 2004 Ford Econoline model, which uh, has damage to its right front quarter and/or passenger side area. The man, the van was traveling eastbound on Route Nine from Amherst before the collision. The driver in the van are unknown at this time. One person was arrested after a deadly accident involving a pedestrian on Springfield Street in Chicopee on Saturday. Chicopee police. Chicopee police were called to Springfield Street Saturday night for a pedestrian hit by a vehicle. When they arrived, they found the victim had died from the accident. He has been identified as 34-year-old Nicholas Weichel of Chickabee. According to Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, an investigation revealed Weichel was walking to his car when he was hit by another vehicle driving in the wrong lane of traffic at speeds beyond 70 miles per hour. The speed limit on Springfield Street in Chickabee is 30 miles per hour. The driver of the vehicle <clears throat> involved was arrested and identified as 22-year-old Nasir Grandison of Springfield. Grandison was arraigned Tuesday morning in Bee District Court where his bail was set at $10,000.
1: I asked last hour uh, about that bail. 10000 seems to be uh, kind of low for a guy who is not only driving recklessly on a very busy, largely residential street, but also you know, is being accused of vehicular homicide as a result of it. Ten thousand dollars. He's only required to pay ten percent of that before he can just like you know walk out and do it again. Yeah, that's a thousand dollars. To be honest, uh, that's a little low, I think.
0: Well, you know, we talked again last hour about this. These these bail amounts are are part of the legislation. You need the legislation to be changed in order for bail amounts to be set differently. And, you know, I mean, with inflation and things like that, doesn't the, like, fees and court fees and bails and all that stuff get set eventually? Um, Like, doesn't it become proportional? You know, $5,000 bail today is... A lot cheaper than $5,000 bail 20 years ago.
1: I don't know. I I know that there's only so much that certain judges can do when it comes to bail and sentencing and things like that. But Mm -hmm. it just seems to me that if you've got a guy who is accused of what he's being accused here, again, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty. But if he is guilty of this or found guilty, uh, it's a really serious charge (laughs) against him uh you know vehicular homicide driving you know you know 40 miles an hour over the speed limit or maybe even faster um you know to me i think our legislators in this area need to kind of step up and reconsider what the laws are here in the state cuz i don't think this process is working at all if a guy like this is being uh, held on 10,000 dollars bail and he killed somebody because he was driving like an idiot right
0: a uh, West Springfield man has been sentenced to prison in Springfield District Court Tuesday for embezzling more than $1.4 million from a business in Chicopee. Uh, according to the U.S. Uh, office of U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, which I believe is Henry's sister. It is not A seven, sister. 70-year-old Gerald Burke of West Springfield was sentenced to 31 months in prison with three years of supervised release. He was also ordered to pay restitution to the victims as well as the IRS. Burke pleaded guilty to eight counts of mail fraud and three counts of filing a false tax return in April. Burke employed was employed by a privately owned metal stamping company in Chicopee and was in charge of the company's finances, which included direct payroll and signing checks on behalf of the company. Ah, that's your mistake. There you go. You let one guy be in charge of all the checks. Ooh, I can write whatever I want. You know,
1: embezzlement sounds so great on paper. But it almost always ends badly.
0: It ends badly because I think people get too greedy. I bet you because there's obviously a threshold that somebody said, "Hey, wait a minute, we're missing one point four million dollars."
1: I mean, if you're taking like a like a couple of pens from the uh, from the office supply closet, you know, no one's probably going to notice the pens. But if you're taking how much one point four million or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. P- at some point, someone's gonna stumble across that uh, dispa- that disparity. And there can probably only be like a handful of people capable of pinching that kind of money.
0: Yeah, but if you take uh if you take a couple of bucks at a time, nobody's gonna notice. But then you get too greedy and then you want oh, you know what, I'm gonna write myself a check for ten thousand for the weekend, I'm going away to the uh I'm going to the Berkshires. Right. <laughs> I need ten thousand dollars. I'm gonna go to the Cranwell yeah. and get a Get a massage and uh, you know. Anytime a we,
1: anytime we've had a former employee here, uh, you know, take something from the prize closet and, yeah. and not let and not tell anybody. Yeah, we've usually found out. It's not that hard.
0: or selling gift cards, of, uh, whatever the char- whatever the ch- whatever it may be, playing with iPods, whatever
1: it may be, <laughs> you will be found. This is like this place is like Fort Knox over here.
0: Mm. A uh, UMass cricket team was the victim of a reported armed robbery during their Monday evening practice at a park in Dorchester. What is cricket again? Which one's that?
1: Cricket is the one that's uh, similar to baseball, but not really. Okay, so the It's sport, actually more boring
0: than I, baseball. I was going to say, it's a sport nobody really watches. That's right, yes. Authorities did not specify which UMass campus the, the cricket team was from. Oh, there's multiple ones. <laughs> yeah, do they have a league of cricket? The uh, cricket teams? Well, it's NCAA cricket uh, championships. I bet you there's a, there's something going on with that, right? There's probably some sort of tourney, tournament cricket tournament. You know, uh, yesterday I'm out at uh, what is it, Nanatuck Park in East Hampton? Is that okay, nice? yeah, I think that's what you Whatever that the park in East Hampton, the big park, uh, watching the cross country race for for my kid's school. Sure. And there was these people in the courts. They were playing um, pickleball.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: What? What's that? That's like that is the fastest
1: m- growing sport in America. It's
0: like badminton and ping pong, except except the ball is like a wiffle ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear the back and forth. These Man. people were like really into it.
1: People are taking that seriously. Yeah. That's East Hampton. I mean, I have a buddy of mine that plays. Uh, in the uh, in the elderly league, and uh, you know he plays uh, several
0: hours a week. It's like tennis, right? Or is it's it... it's like a it's like a tennis,
1: yeah. It uh, or like a like a like a badminton, more like a tennis, but you're, you're playing with a with a different kind of paddle and a different kind of ball.
0: You know, I'm a I'm a creature of familiarity. I can't even say that familiarity. Famili- I can't even say it. I Stuff can't. you know. Stuff I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like. When I sit down, like, we play a board game with the kids, right? Yeah. I like to pick something I know how to play because whenever we get a new game in the house, it's like the rules are ridiculous. You're trying to figure out, you know, which person gets moved up further on the board, which person, you know, and there's all these little loopholes where you can win the game. Right. I don't like that. You know, just let's play Trouble. That's a simple game. Or hip, uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. That's an easy game, too. That's an easy game, too. Or even uh, Kids Trivial Pursuit, because I'm not really good at the adult one yet. <laughs> you haven't committed the cards to memory? I'm sorry. It was the moops. Nope. We were it looking cle- for the moops. Clearly, no. It's the moors. That's a misprint. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't like to, to get involved too much with learning. See, if, I, if I've played uh, pickleball. Yeah. I thought like eh, listen I was never even good at badminton I think uh I think
1: it's a fairly simple game uh but it is literally the fastest growing sport in America
0: a simple game that uh people are so crazy about they would fight each other over it yes yes you, you gotta you gotta imagine that there's probably people out there that get so involved in it
1: There's some very competitive people out there that ruin all the fun for everybody else, and I have the feeling that what you're talking about uh, could happen very easily. Now, cricket is not an exciting game. Uh, Pickleball seems like it's nothing but nonstop action.
0: Yeah, there's always nonstop action with the pickleball. Yes. I didn't see much of it yesterday, even if I stood there for 35 minutes watching these people knock this plastic ball But you were there for
1: your kids. You're required to see them run past you. That's that's really your obligation. Right.
0: You're, you're not really uh, there to
1: be, you know, you know
0: looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Hey, what's going on with the pickleball? It's a cross country race though. You're gonna wait another fifteen minutes before the kid comes back around again. I got time. I got things to do. I got I got pickleball uh, tournaments to watch.
1: Yeah, except you're gonna focus on the pickleball and your kid's gonna run past you. Dad, did you see me run past you? I'm like, No, I was too busy watching the pickleball. Um and now you're scarring your kids for life.
0: You don't need to do that. Uh, Kellogg's just announced a new product for the holidays called Eggo Nog. Yes, Eggo waffle flavored eggnog. Finally, they've listened to the consumer. (laughs) It's 40 proof, so there's 20% alcohol in it. That's really what it's all about. it. It really doesn't matter if it tastes like an Eggo or not. The full name is Eggo Nog Appalachian Sippin' Cream. That already like you're getting some of that white lightning from the hills of West Virginia.
1: That already sounds make, makes me uncomfortable.
0: They partnered uh, with a distillery in Tennessee for it. It's not out yet, but should be soon. They say it'll be available nationwide at select stores throughout the holidays. Uh, there's a you can search uh, Sugarlands.com. Yeah. if you want to find out where they it, claim- it looks like it's sold in a uh, in like a mason jar. Well, it's it's to give you that idea that you're uh, s- uh, sneaking hooch. Gotcha. Uh, over state lines, in the form of an eggo waffle.
1: <sighs> you know, I'm I'm really of the belief that like eggnog is perfectly fine on its own and shouldn't be tampered with. But yet, now you got the eggnog. I've seen the pumpkin spice nog. I've seen many different flavors of eggnog. Eggnog is fine on its own. It doesn't need any more help.
0: Uh, they claim they came up with it after they found out lots of parents eat Eggo waffles at nights after their kids are asleep. That's they a do? thing. The, yeah. Is it, I, listen. What'd they do? Interview a bunch of people who smoke weed before they go to bed? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Eggo would taste really good right now. I've
1: got such a serious Jones for an Eggo. Yeah too lazy to make a
0: waffle on my own. I'm guessing uh, it was one of those uh, creative meetings they had at the uh, the ego factory. All right, who's got a good idea? How about ego nog? Or
1: You're promoted. There are no bad ideas in this brainstorming session and
0: Johnson, I like your I like the way you think. And and I would have said uh, I my my idea would have been rejected. What would that? Leg nog. <laughs> Yeah. This,
1: this doesn't taste right. That's what I do <laughs> when the kids go to sleep at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lego my ego. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
1: Aww, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 and Skinnered with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's
0: gonna be mostly sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow not so nice, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, uh you, you ready? I'm to, ready. You want to, you want some skid marks? i mean, be, 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 be benchmarks? Lay it to- on me, Steve. Go ahead. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hmm. I anticipated that sounder all morning long. <laughs> As long as they let people know that we're doing something. Yes. That's uh, the way to do it. Are. Uh, let's see. Uh, here, we, here we go. All right. Uh, clip number one. All right. This is uh, a fun moment in the middle of a literal disaster last week. Volunteers near Fort Myers, Florida, who were helping to clean up after Hurricane Ian, began playing a piano that had washed up. Here, listen, as uh, one of the guys plays the only part he knows, then another volunteer takes control on the song, uh, Kansas City.
1: Okay. <laughs> he only knows one song. Come on, play it, play it, please. Oh, yeah. Kansas City.
0: Come Very wet sounding. I was going to say uh, hurricane cleanup makes you delirious. It really it? does, yeah. yeah. That's, a uh, you know, when people have lost
1: everything, lost their homes, uh, all their possessions. Yeah. And all the all you need is just a piano in the neighborhood. A pie. That's all you need. That, that's That'd what it is. Turn things around, especially as you're still waiting for your insurance checks to come.
0: In uh, clip number two, a uh, guy took to TikTok to comment on how he was treated recently when he went to a Little Caesars Pizza. He claims that when he uh, asked why he had to wait for a pizza when they're supposed to be, quote, hot and ready, an employee smashed his pizza box. Here's the part of the video where he gets upset about what happened. This
1: dude just crushed my pizza and told me to get the F out of his store, crushed my pizza, because I'm asking why is there no hot and ready when they're supposed to be hot and ready? Oh, no, you're on video now, buddy. Oh, you're on video now. You crushed my pizza, man.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I
1: want a refund. You are gonna get in so much trouble. Oh, so much trouble for a
0: pizza? Yeah. Just get out. Okay. He's just going down. That's all. Oh, he's <laughs> going, going down. <laughs> you're gonna lose that minimum wage job at Little P- Little Caesars. Listen, I understand that you're upset at the uh, probably poor customer li- relations that these folks at a Little Caesars uh, gave to you. But you decided that day, hey, I'm gonna go for some good food at Little Caesars. <laughs>
1: Because and you like, were too, and, yeah. and like
0: so many other people, you walked yeah. away disappointed. Because you were too lazy to just go get a DiGiorno's <laughs> and have it hot and ready for yourself. Fifteen minutes later, see? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Not at a Little Caesars. <laughs> when was like, the last time you ate a Little Caesars?
1: Uh, literally the 1980s. I uh, gonna-
0: no, I think uh, 1990s. I was gonna say it was probably early. the '90s. Yeah, they had early one, '90s. They had one in Westfield for a while, and I was like, "Oh, I should, I should go in there." And then, like every time I walked up, I'm like, eh, eh. I'm "Like your stomach <laughs> just starts turning a little bit," and you're like, "No, I'll get, I'll get the pre-made food at Big Y next door," and uh, and and then the place closed. I never got my chance. Really, to, go to the Little uh. Caesars in Westfield. It was a the horrible time for me, Baxter. I a bet it was. Uh, here's some uh, weird but good news. A California woman says that uh, when a runaway rodeo bull jumped a fence and struck her, it uh, put her in the hospital and actually ended up saving her life. Here's Paige King and her father, Eric Matson talking about how the test done at the hospital revealed that she was in the early stages of thyroid cancer.
1: I went down and I just didn't really know what was going on exactly. It kind of took me a second and then my boyfriend had picked me up and I was like, oh, there's a bull there. We want her to go up to the emergency room and through that they did a CT scan
0: of her. They noticed a lump on her neck and the emergency room doctor said, you have to get that checked out. I was stunned actually, in all honesty, as, as one of your kids finding out that they may have cancer, it, it kind of takes you back and gives you chills. It's God, kind it's of a,
1: a odd way of finding things out, but then it you, you, you know happens what? from time to time. It
0: happens a lot. It yeah. happens uh, quite a bit. I remember a guy who was uh uh I don't want to reveal too much information about it, but he was a guy who was a truck driver and uh, he was delivering stuff. Uh and the truck he got into an accident. Right. He got into a uh, the, the truck must have rolled over or something happened. He was okay in the crash, but when they they scanned him at the hospital they found out that he had like this stage 3 uh like throat cancer thing going on that had spread that he didn't even know about yeah that accident was the best thing that ever happened to him you know, and that's the thing. And, and he did get life-saving treatment because yeah. because of that accident. Had he had not known the accident, he know. knows. See? Uh, sometimes bad things can have good things come out of them. You know, there's always a silver
1: lining. Hey, the good news is you have treatable cancer.
0: Look at us being all positive and stuff. I know. Yeah, how about that? See? And that is now here. this. It's uh, 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
1: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as a member of the media, I must tell you that we are totally responsible for nearly everything that is wrong with this country. Any industry that would hire somebody like me, you know isn't operating in the best interest of the general population. Because as you know, Our primary function is to smear reputations, influence popular opinion, and intervene in every possible turn. Sure, it seems like our job is to play Led Zeppelin CDs in between commercials and the dissemination of harmful rhetoric. But as you know, harmful rhetoric always comes first, and everything is just secondary. How can I prove this? Well, just look at the public statements yesterday of football Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Yesterday, Favre addressed the allegations that he was involved in a statewide welfare conspiracy that took temporary assistance funds so that he could help fund a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi. According to Favre, he's done nothing wrong. In fact, he has no idea how that $5 million was received was being taken from welfare recipients, even though there were dozens of text messages from the other five people who have already pled guilty in the case that would strongly suggest otherwise. Instead, Brett Favre claims, quote, I have been unjustly smeared by the media. I've done nothing wrong, and it's past time to set the record straight. (laughs) By the way, I believe I failed to mention that Brett Favre's daughter plays volleyball at Southern Mississippi, but this is clearly a very big misunderstanding perpetuated by a carnivorous flesh-eating media that would much rather focus on things like a $77 million welfare scam than on real news. Look. All Brett Favre wanted to do was to help his kid play volleyball in a nice place. How could he possibly know that the money was being taken out of the hungry mouths of the poorest people in the poorest state in the country? Damn, that media has some nerve getting in the way of all those college athletes enjoying a $5 million facility and for making Brett Favre look like a filthy dirtbag. As a member of the media, I can hardly look at myself because of the abuse this poor man has endured. I feel so dirty and ashamed. But hey, and of my Yavin Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. John, the manager of the Agawam Rockies, been a busy fella. Expanded Carhartt department, a huge new tool department. It's the all-new Agawam Rockies. John and his Agawam team are eager to help you. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
0: Popping the bubbles on my packaging.
1: It's kind of fun.
0: It is kind of fun. Yeah. I, just got, uh, I just got some light bulbs. I needed to replace some light bulbs in my house, right? Sure. I got these two lights. I don't know why anybody would ever want these in their home. And this was obviously put there before I moved in. But they're the lights that are circular tubes. They're fluorescent circular tubes. I got two of them. I got one in my hallway and one in my like dining room.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I and know I'm like,
0: uh, who, who would do that? Why would you put that one in there? I don't really know. Um,
1: it's like a fluorescent?
0: Oh, it's not just a fluorescent, bags. It's a Seata FCL 30 or 50K fluorescent T9 Circle Line Ceiling Light Bulb. A two-pack, by yeah, the way.
1: right. No, that, that's what I was going to ask you, uh, specifically that.
0: Yeah, well, it makes the T8 look like a... Christmas I, I, I
1: know, it looks like a, like a like a single watt bulb. I, I hate these things. Yeah, but you know sometimes it's either that or change the entire fixture and frankly changing the bulb is a whole lot less work.
0: Well, I mean, if I had the time to go out and buy light fixtures, I might, but I don't have the time for that. And then I have to order Amazon stuff here because it takes like 8 days to get to my house if I order it from my house. <laughs>
1: That's why I have everything ordered uh, everything I order is usually delivered here.
0: I watch the Amazon truck drive by my house to go deliver things to the post office where I then have to go pick it up. See that's inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. Yeah. I don't know why you you I live closer to the Amazon facility than this workplace is to the Amazon facility yeah. yet I get things faster here than I would if I ordered it, you
1: know. I'll never understand own. that. So this weekend, well, I'm uh, sorry
0: to poo-poo on your story. No, though. you're not poo-pooing wondering. on anything,
1: no. and, and please keep your poo-poo to yourself. All right, if it's okay with you. Uh, this weekend, I got all kinds of big plans. Oh, we're going up, uh, we're going up north to uh, to Vermont. Uh, this is the weekend we shut it all down. Alaska? No, Vermont. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, this is the weekend that uh, you know when you when you get involved in uh, RV life, yeah. like I do. You know, this is. This is like the saddest weekend of the year because, you know, you love going up there. You like hanging out in the RV, chilling, relaxing, getting away from all the all the, uh, the... Chill- chillaxing. Sure. Yeah, there's that, too. But, you know, you like to get away from all the rigmarole of every day, workaday uh, stuff. Well, anyway, so this is the weekend we're going to go up there yeah. and it's going to it's all going to come down. Now, there's a there's a couple of things that need to be done. What are you going to blow it up? No, uh, we're not going to blow it up. We we will uh, we will unplug it, we will uh, detach it from the well, uh, but more importantly, we will uh, we will protect the pipes with uh, environmentally safe antifreeze and run that through the way, right. through the systems, and then once we are done with that, we will then empty out the septic tank for the final time.
0: Oh, how many times have you done this now? Once, at its. Getting kind of full. My mother emptied a septic tank once. once. Once.
1: So if you recall, a few months ago, uh, after uh, after calling every possible uh, septic company in the, uh, in the entire southern Vermont and mm-hmm. northern Massachusetts area, right. no one was willing to go up this mountain and uh, clear out my septic tank like they did the year before. Something happened. Everybody backed out of that business.
0: Probably uh, nobody to work for them. Could be.
1: All I know is it left me having to do it myself. And not being a particularly handy guy, wasn't looking forward to removing sewage from uh, my RV and putting it into a mobile tank. Okay? Yeah. But I did it. Watched a bunch of uh, YouTube videos, felt confident. We went up there and we got it done. Borrowed a, borrowed a trailer from a friend of ours lives down the street, and yeah. their Range Rover, because why not, and uh, drove it to a place that allows you to dump raw sewage. Mm. It was a, uh, it was a, a magical me. place. It was a magical place. It's a, it's a, it's a, a campground that has a sewage uh, tank underneath the ground, and an Applebee's right next to it. Oddly enough, yes.
0: Oh, how do you think they fill that pit every day? <laughs> <laughs> who's filling who that's right, what i want right, to know right.
1: so i'm uh i am prepared to do it now a, a, a friend of ours is uh joining us because uh she, well, she owns the land yeah and uh you know she wants to inspect the well and she's she's an incredibly handy woman which is wonderful because you know last year at this time i wasn't feeling that great my knees were all blowed up and everything and so i did not participate in the winterization of the rv last year yeah it was our friend and my wife and they dealt with it because I could, I could barely walk this is like uh, you know, oh, that's right yeah you were i was crippled. Ha- i was crippled i was having a real hard time anyway uh so i did not participate and they got it done this year i'm going to go up because i feel like you know what uh, i'm still not great i'm slightly better but i really should be involved in this process and i'm the only expert in the septic removal process, right? You're the guy now. I'm the guy. You're the poo guy. I am Captain Poo. I'm the yeah. potentate of poo removal. Yeah, that's what I am. So I'm uh, I'm all ready to do this. I'm ready to go. And but once it's done, there's a uh, there's a sadness. There's a there's a miss. I don't know if it's ever. not I'd say a misgiving. But there's a there's almost like you're saying goodbye to a friend for a few months, and you know you won't see him again. But I gotta tell you. I feel so confident in uh, in this septic tank uh, situation. Yeah. That I'm almost thinking if this radio thing doesn't work out, let's say this thing falls flat on its face. And that's always a possibility. Maybe septic removal would be my next career. I mean, I've done it once. How tough could it be to like Clean out a septic tank in someone's backyard.
0: How, could, how tough could that be? We could have a, a whole. Uh, you could have a whole company. Yeah. Bax's poo from the couch. You know, I knew
1: a friend of mine in high school. His uh, his family had uh, owned a, a, a septic, uh, mm-hmm. like, a, like a septic company, the Kroon the Brothers Sanitation. Ooh. Let me tell you something. You know, for all the jokes that we made about uh, about that kid's family. One of the most successful families in the entire town was the Kroon Brothers Sanitation family. Yeah. Because everybody in my town,
0: every Hoboth, had a septic tank. And they were the only game in town. And to they're eat. the only ones that... Listen, you're going to make a lot of money doing things that nobody else wants to do.
1: And kill. nobody wanted to clean out a septic tank. Right. Because it's disgusting. But really, what's more disgusting... uh, Taking a, a gigantic hose and cleaning out a septic tank or rolling around naked in all that money at the end of the year i think from all rolling, those septic tanks yeah. that you cleaned out over the last 12 months.
0: Rolling, rolling around naked uh, you know, in a pile of money is, sounds much more uh, desirable than right? rolling around in the pile of poo. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. See what I'm getting at? Yeah, you, don't, you, you know, if, you're, if your daily lifestyle makes it look like you're at Woodstock 99 every day. <laughs> Yeah, we are the like That's, the bathroom facilities. Yeah. And there's no trash receptacles. We can make. I, I'm telling you, do you not like the name that I just gave it? Bax's poo from the couch.
1: I like it. Yeah, I think. It, I think it stands for something. Backs Again, is, if this thing, you know, and 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 really, I mean, we're kind of like on a tightrope as it is. But if this thing falls apart, yeah, I'm gonna have to look for another uh, another line of work.
0: We're number one in the number two business.
1: That's it's yeah. so true. It's so true. Then I would like to squeeze as much out of you know public sanitation as I can possibly get my hands
0: around. You remember that, uh, I don't know if it was like, I don't think it was a local company. Uh, I think it might have been just an internet picture, but it was a septic company that was painted yellow the The tank and it was called the stool bus it <laughs> had <laughs> It had, like, uh, you know, like Mr. Hankey from yeah. uh, South Park. It had, like... Hidey-ho! Yeah, it had a bunch of those little figures uh, sticking out the window, like, <laughs> waving their hands at people like they were they, they they were actually sitting in the bus. The stool bus. I thought that was very clever. That's a great idea. Yeah. I love that. I you, could do that. You should do that.
1: You know, I mean, I have to you know, invest in some equipment and stuff like that and, you know, probably find a place to, to dump all the stuff once my tanks are full. But yeah. nevertheless, I mean... If, yeah, you know, I mean, I was able to dump a thirty, you know, forty-gallon tank without uh, blinking an eye, without even
0: causing a mess. And they—they they sell those tanker trucks. Is it like going down to a regular car dealer and be like, "What do I got to do to get you in this piece of poo today?" <laughs> You know, many, I, you know how many tanks this can handle? This is this is a twenty year you could let uh, make this last twenty years yeah, I'm sucking out septic tanks. I'm gonna go to the dealer, we're gonna kick some tires and yeah. sniff some tanks. So are you uh, are you confident though in this whole thing? Are
1: I you, am I am yeah. confident. I don't think it's a particularly complicated process, which is good because that would be terrible. Right. But I feel like you know what? I'm I'm on to something, baby. I'm on to it. This is this is the way this is the way things are gonna go. I think we might be off the air. Ah, uh, so what? Who cares? Hey,
0: let's start swearing.
1: <laughs> it's 822 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102.
0: Football seat.
1: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 in ZZ Top with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102.
0: It's going be mostly sunny today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 45 in downtown Springfield.
1: Uh, tomorrow, Scott Zolak will be uh, joining us. Uh, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. Part of the, uh, the Patriots. Uh, broadcast on Sunday when they take on uh, who is it this week? I believe the Browns. So uh, we'll be talking to him about that. So Ooh, all right, get your get yourself ready. All oh. that all that spot on analysis that you've been doing,
0: Steve. Yeah, I'll rip and read off some ESPN website and uh, pretend like I know what I'm talking about. See, I think you do know what you're talking about. I don't know what I, I think I'm you talking do. About. No, I don't. I don't even a little bit. I know enough to watch a game and to say, oh, yeah, well, that was probably a mistake or that didn't look good or that like, you know, I mean, it's not, yeah. that's really what this, all it is, is uh, people coming up with better words than I can to say those things. It, that's all you need. That's it. That's you it. You know? Yeah. Uh, w- when they fall down on the field, that's a tumble, right? Uh, yes, right. That's, that's it. And then, yeah. uh, and then, and then they play, uh, I'll tumble for you. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what they do every time a, a tumble happens at a football game? Uh, yeah, if that's a yeah. fumble. I I never, the thing I never understood is that yellow line on the field. It's, it's not there when you actually go to the stadium.
1: No, it's actually uh, superimposed by a computer. What? Yeah, I know. I know. That's why they have those guys with the chains and everything else? Everything to, I know a measure th- first down first every, down.
0: Everything I thought I knew about football. I just no you just blew me blew my mind.
1: Well, then you can ask Scott Zolak about those kinds of questions. I I'm would sure love to answer them.
0: I will ask Scott.
1: News is next to on Rock One O two.
0: Here's your Western Mass News from Just
1: about eight thirty four. We're back some Nagel on Rock One O two. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
0: Thanks, Bags. A portion of Route 9 in Hadley was closed after a 13-year-old boy was hit by a vehicle yesterday morning, according to the Northwestern DA's office. At around 7.30 a.m., the boy was struck crossing a, at a crosswalk near Hampshire Juvenile Court. He was taken by ambulance to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield with serious injuries. Police are asking for the public's help with information about the driver of a white van that took off. The police believe the van may possibly be a 2004 Ford Econoline model, with damage to its right front quarter and passenger side area. The van was traveling eastbound on Route 9 from Amherst before the collision. The driver in the van are unknown at this time. One person was arrested for a deadly pedestrian accident on Springfield Street in Chicopee on Saturday. Chicopee police were called to Springfield Street Saturday night for that accident. When they arrived, they found the victim had died from the accident. They had, he has been identified as 34-year-old Nicholas Weichel of Chicopee. According to the Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, an investigation revealed Weichel was walking to his car when he was hit by another vehicle driving in the wrong lane of traffic at speeds beyond 70 miles per hour. speed limit on Springfield Street is 30 miles per hour. The driver of the vehicle involved was arrested and identified as 22-year-old Nazier Grandison of Springfield. Grandison was arraigned yesterday morning in Chickabee District Court where his bail was set at $10,000. His next scheduled court date is on January 1st. They are still investigating the incident. 70 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone. And on that
1: street, yeah. too, you got, I mean, because, it, it, yeah, this happened right in front of the of the rumble seat. And you got, so you got them and the pizza, the pizza place on that one side of the street. And the other side of the street, you got the liquor store. And you got on both sides of that street, people parking on the street. Mm-hmm. It's not a wide enough road to be. Behaving like a moron, so going 70 miles an hour is an inexcusable situation on that particular street. But even even in spite of that, I mean, I've seen people really, you know, know, gun it on uh, on Springfield Street, and I never really understood, you know, why. What's the what's the point? If it's 30 miles an hour, how about how about this? How about you not drive more than 30 miles an hour on that street?
0: Just just an idea yeah I, that would be a good idea um I, you know you ever see those signs when you drive through a neighborhood to drive like your kids live here yeah and, and then people still don't I used to that happened to me all the time i I lived on a street my my own house was on a street uh that led to the transfer station uh for the town of hunting so everybody was trying to get over there everybody was trying to well only on Saturdays and Tuesday afternoons Tuesday. uh, Yeah, but it would be very busy. Saturdays were the worst. I'm just beginning to throw all my trash away. And uh, luckily we didn't really, you know, the kids didn't really play too far out in the front yard. Yeah. Mostly contained to the backyard, you know, with the dog and the Uh spray bottle and, the you know, everything else. And then, uh, but people would fly by the house. You know, there was no speed limit on the road, but... How fast can you really go on a road that's less than a quarter of a mile long? Like it's, it, it, people just don't care. They just want to get done what they want to get done. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pay attention to to what's going on. That's how it happens. I know. But what's the rush? Really, seventy
1: miles an hour in a thirty mile an hour zone? Please.
0: You know what's creepy is those little yellow they're like neon green signs, and it's like a silhouette of a turtle or something. Is it a turtle? it's it's telling you it's telling you to slow down uh, cuz your oh, kids yeah, live here yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about right i do what is that who came up with that i don't know someone
1: who thought they'd be cute and clever i mean to me it's like you know i think when you've got you know those those the funny thing about it is like like those signs that will uh, that will clock your speed yeah you know even though there's not a cop for you know hundreds of yards away people do slow down when they see how fast they're going like they it it, it there's this psychological thing where they say, "Well, I gotta slow down. I'm going way too I, fast for conditions.
0: I think the one the more effective ones are the ones that have that little blue light that flashes in it. You ever see those? Yes, so it's got the yellow flashing lights and it tells you how fast you're going, but it also just has the tiniest little blue light in there to make you think that you know there's a there's a, a cop up ahead. I don't, know. I don't know some but some people try to speed up. And make those things go off. Yeah, some you know, oh, some hey, people oh, I can make that thing go sixty. Uh, some I mean? people
1: do, but the people that aren't complete idiots will slow down yeah. and say, "Hey, you know what? Okay, maybe
0: I'm going a little too fast." Yeah, I well, know I do. I uh, I went by a comp the other day. He obviously wasn't taking, like, because I realized I was going a little too fast right. for this road. And when you when I saw him, then I slowed down. But I'm like, I would have given me a ticket.
1: You know, should you but really like, be should you really be saying that on the radio? I mean, does that uh, basically isn't that basically you? Uh, no, I, you, I know. I know when I screw confessing up, confessing to a crime.
0: Well, it's not. It, it's. I get it. You you can get you can get lost in your own head sometimes while you're driving. You don't realize how fast you're going. Obviously, going seventy miles an hour down a thirty mile an hour road mm-hmm. is something you intentionally did. That's in my opinion. Yeah, how that's that would just you work.
1: being a jackass.
0: But me, I'm going probably ten miles an hour over the speed limit, not even realizing that I'm going because you know that's what happens. It yeah. happens to everybody. It, it does. Uh, yeah. And I'm and I'm no I'm no better than anybody else.
1: Well, this guy in Springfield yeah. Street's obviously a jackass, and he wound right. up killing somebody as a result of it. But, but so I, well, my guess is, in spite of the ten thousand yeah. dollars bail, once he goes to trial on this, uh, he may be uh, finding himself in a real jam.
0: But I. Uh, I, I, I see the cop, and I slow down, and then I'm like, how come he's not coming after me? Maybe he just was like, eh, I don't want to <laughs> do this today.
1: <laughs> or maybe he ran the plates and realized it's you and said, oh, I love Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Maybe he's a local radio icon, for crying aloud.
0: I got to tell you, there's a, I, have a, I, I own a minivan, and I own a pickup truck. And yeah. I mostly drive the pickup truck. The minivan, usually, when you're driving the kids around, going on vacation, stuff like that, because it's a lot more comfortable to drive in when you and more accessible sure. to park um the difference in respect you get from driving a minivan versus a pickup truck <laughs> it's incredible it's discrimination you know i feel like i'm being discriminated against when i'm driving that minivan cuz yeah, everybody j- says you look like a douchebag and you probably i probably do yeah. but but you know what it's practical and it gets people where you need to go, and you can transport things. It's a, it's well, a versatile vehicle. So here's the thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There is, uh, I mean, I've driven a minivan uh, for, you know, in my day. And yeah, you're right. You get judgment from other people. Mm-hmm. But you're more likely to get judged by a cop
0: if you're driving the pickup truck. That's what I'm talking about. I'm driving the pickup truck. Yeah. I go by the cop. It's probably like, all right, he's a man. That's a man right there. You know who's a man? Steve's a man. <laughs> Bax is a man. That's right. Yeah, right? We're like two men, two manly men. Um so yeah, uh, you know, you you do get that yeah. like little bit of respect for driving the pickup truck. Now when you're in the perfect example, let's say you're in a line of traffic and you're you're in a minivan trying to get out. Sure. Nobody's going to let you in. Maybe another person in a minivan if you're lucky enough to come by they'll be like, "Okay, go ahead." Cuz you you and your little dress have been waiting there for quite a <laughs> few minutes. You're in a pickup truck. Yeah. People stop and go, "Go ahead. Go right ahead, sir." Yeah. Go right ahead.
1: You know, when I uh, when I bought my car, I uh, you know, I was trading in like one SUV for another. And I and again, because I've driven in minivans, I know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. the kind of scrutiny you get. I wanted to make sure the car I got didn't look too much like a minivan. Mm-hmm. Now it's a it's a Highlander. You know, doesn't look too much like a minivan, but on a quick look you say, "Is that a minivan?" No, it is not. That is a Highlander, and it kicks ass. Yeah, see. Yeah. But like now, you least to drive a Honda Pilot. Now the new Honda Pilots look more like a minivan. Well, I don't want a, a a car that looks like a minivan. So I'm off the Pilot now and on the Highlander. So I'm at the point now where I am never going to go back to a minivan. My kids are old are older they're you know doing their own thing they're you know they they drive themselves now i have no need for a minivan and i will never have a need for a minivan now i'm at the point now where i'm thinking well do i need a pickup truck to get the kind of respect i deserve yeah i might just be i might you might just be looking at 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 a
0: truck driver a truck driver that's right. You wouldn't even know what to do with a truck. Well, yeah, I would. I would put my groceries in the back, and, and then people uh, would be borrowing it off you all the time. Cause oh, yeah, I know. You're not going
1: to use that truck. I would be a selfish. You're going to get a tonneau
0: cover for the back of it. I might you get a
1: tonneau cover, cover all
0: your camping stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, I might. Might get a. might get a cap too. I don't know. Or uh, you know, uh, yeah, as a single guy, uh, when I used to drive the van, and need to like pull up to an intersection. Uh uh-huh. You look over at a pretty lady, and it, and then you realize. <laughs> All right, I'm in a minivan. Like, how how unsexy is this? It is
1: the most emasculating form of uh, transportation there is, is but yeah. it's the utility of it is undeniable.
0: They're more likely to call the police on you. This man is harassing me with his eyes. Now, if I was in a pickup truck, to would be like, oh, man, you should have yeah. seen this cute guy pulled up to me today. He was bald. I think when you covered up
1: the windows with with cardboard, that made you seem instantly creepy.
0: Well, I, I like the, the trash bag tinted window. That's more of the... Uh, <laughs> It's more of my style,
1: you know. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, duct tape cleans up everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is gonna be uh, sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's forty-four in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah yeah. Joe's a nice guy.
1: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 in Soundgarden with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
0: Nice today with the sunny skies and a high of 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 44 in downtown Springfield.
1: Hockey is back in Springfield. And this Saturday, you can hang out with the Rock 102 road crew as the Springfield Thunderbirds open up their 2022-2023 season at the Mass Mutual Center against the Bridgeport Islanders road crew will be there for at the uh, for the Community Bank pregame block party from 4 until 6 at Court Square be games and prizes and fun for the whole family along with live music from Fever. It's the opening night celebration at the Springfield Thunderbirds game this Saturday night uh with Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm very excited about the uh, the Thunderbirds season this year. Why
0: not? Um, Why not
1: be excited?
0: I can't believe they're back on tour. Uh well they got tough enough And uh, that other song, and then Uh, that other song.
1: That would be uh, the fabulous Thunderbirds, (laughs) not the Springfield Thunderbirds, as although they are fabulous or were last season. It's not the same.
0: Well, uh, fabulous can be. Well, I mean, it is a a matter of of opinion. Hey, uh, I don't understand why people... Uh, after all that has been said about churches and, and, and inappropriate relationships with people, yeah. that people would continue to do things like this. Days after Fairview Baptist Church youth pastor Corey Wall handed out I heart hot youth pastor stickers to children, the Greer <laughs> South Carolina Church says he's been placed on administrative leave. However, their statement is hardly an apology and fails to acknowledge why so many in their uh, people in their community are upset. They have this lady that posted this thing on Twitter. My best friend lives in South Carolina and sent me this from her local mom group, and I, I just can't. And it says, any other moms have a teenager who goes to the church in Greer? The youth pastor gave my younger sister, 14 years old, this and other students as well. Uh, the sticker during midweek last night. He's 35 years old. This made her very uncomfortable. Yeah, really? Uh, As uh, as this person recently posted, after the sticker began making the rounds on social media, Wall himself admitted he handed them out in an email claiming he was just trying to poke fun at what he called the I love hot mom culture. He added that the joke was a mistake and in poor taste. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Who was handing out the "I love hot mom" stickers at the church? Nobody. <laughs> know your audience, dude. Yeah, and you know what? That's the thing. You you
1: kind of have to read the crowd a little bit before you start making your best jokes.
0: Uh, the church's leadership only said in another private email it had discussed the matter with Wall and that he quote understands this should have not have been shared with his students. You should listen. Okay, fine. You, you're a jokester, and you you're like, oh wow, this would be a funny idea, wouldn't it be funny? But that's like, there's a lot of jokes that go on in my head that do not come out of my mouth. Oh, I'm I'm with you because I know the backlash I would receive for saying such things or doing such yeah. things.
1: See, but that's the difference because you know some people have the ability to edit themselves before they start spewing out uh, the, these these horrible things in the under the auspices of humor yeah and some people don't have that filter this seems like one of these guys that doesn't have that filter and didn't really flesh out this idea before he started playing with the big rooms and that's uh this is the kind of thing that winds up biting you on the ass as a result of it
0: uh the increased backlash however may have uh, pressured them to issue another more public response uh this one from yesterday From the Fairview personnel team and deacon officers, our student pastor, Corey Wall, acknowledges that he made a poor decision and a mistake by making a sticker available that was offensive to some. What? That's offensive to everybody. Everybody. (laughs) You're 35 years old and you're saying, I love hot youth pastors and you're handing them out to the kids. That makes you look like, even if that wasn't your intention, that makes you look like a big old fat pedophile pastor. But it's a joke. Ah, it's, um, uh, come on, I'm kidding. I'm
1: I'm not that kind of pastor. Those are other pastors. Those are other you, know, you, know,
0: you know, clerical people. Not me. I'm the jokey kind. Yeah. What do where do you show up with those t shirts that says uh Virgin Mary in the streets, Mary Magdalene in the sheep? See that again, yeah. that yeah. would be inappropriate right, too. Right, and that would right. be the kind of thing that would never pour out of my mouth. Well, I mean, that would pour out of my mouth amongst adults, sure. You but don't, you don't. But
1: you don't know how adults feel about certain things. I guess certain adults would be, be horribly offended. I'm horribly offended, but I don't
0: even know who, if I'm who I'm talking to anymore. Oh, me? Yeah, it's you. Oh, you don't know me now. <laughs> 18 years of this stuff, Bax. I think I, I think I've uh, proven myself time and time again that I cannot be trusted.
1: It's eight fifty eight with Bax and Nagle on Rock One Hundred Two. New England Patriots football. Every game.